And thanks to Cry Malt, welcome to Radio Brews News, the podcast that shows that while wine is a lecture, beer is a conversation. A conversation best had with good friends. My name is Matt Kirkegaard, editor of Australian Brews News, and once again I am uh, flying solo. My usual uh, co-host and very good friend Pete Mitchum is still overseas. If you follow him on Facebook or Twitter or the uh, various other sources um, that he posts to, you'll know that he's been enjoying some uh, very good beers around the place, including London, where he's been making lots of uh, bad jokes and uh, puns about the suburbs such as Cockfosters, as only Pete can, um, and enjoying the sights and flavours of Paris and making plenty of dad jokes there, not to mention butchering the French language. He will be back in a couple of weeks' time, and I look forward to uh, teaming up with him again. In the meantime, you are stuck with me. Hopefully it's not too much of a chore. Um, Today we have a slightly shorter podcast. Uh, I do have a couple of interviews that we're going to be uh, running hopefully next week. They're already in the bag. Um, But today we're speaking with uh, Jack Mesley, who's the marketing manager of Forex. I've been getting some feedback. One of the most popular uh, podcasts I've done recently since we returned was uh, with CUB um, when we spoke to uh, Peter Pod McLaughlin, um, catching up on all the things we've been having, uh, having at CUB. Some people sort of say, why, why uh, do you concentrate on the, the bigger brands? But they certainly have an interesting story to tell. Um, as regular listeners or readers of mine might know, I don't always think that the, the liquid has a, a fascinating story. Although in the case of Crown Lager, uh, I, I think it has. But uh, certainly the brands and the stories behind the brands can be fascinating, as well as the, the, the way that the big brewers uh, think. And uh, that's certainly the case today. Um, while for many uh, breweries, changing their label may not you know, be a huge consideration or have huge repercussions, when you have a beer that claims to be Australia's biggest beer, at least in terms of volume sales, and I'll let VB and Forex Gold uh, fight over that one, um, the, the move to a new label can be very fraught. Um, Forex last week, or Forex uh, two weeks ago now, uh, announced it was rebranding. And being fascinated by beer marketing, I wanted to find out a little bit what's involved and the considerations for a brand as big as Forex, as you'll see from the media release in the show notes. Um, they went to great links or great pains to uh, you know, let everybody know that uh, the beer in the can hasn't changed while the label has. Um, and I guess you know, they would be very concerned about worrying uh, about drinkers thinking that the beer may have changed. Um, and that's one of the things we'll be talking about. As you'll see, uh, with beer being a conversation, the interviews don't always run to a script or to a, uh, the theme that I uh, plan at the start. And we ended up talking very wild, widely about Forex brand and its history, um, but it also including whether the beer in the can or, or the bottle is the same as it was uh, when William Leitner created Forex Bitter uh, 90 years ago. That came as a result of uh, something that uh, Jack said, and uh, yeah, it was very, very interesting, but I'll uh, talk a little bit more about that as we uh, uh, after the interview so you can hear what he said. Before we go to the interview, um, I'd like to thank the people that uh, make the bandwidth and the transcripts possible for Radio Brews News. Um, for that, we thank Cry Malt, although we're today uh, plugging Bivana, which um, Cry Malt uh, is largely responsible for. Held in Wellington on the 22nd and 23rd of August this year, Bivana is New Zealand's largest showcase of craft beer and brewing. In my view as well, it's probably one of the best I've been to, and uh, New Zealand... Uh, Whilst we have a great range of New Zealand craft beers available in Australia at the moment, uh, there's a lot of the small brewers that aren't, ex, uh, aren't exporting and we aren't able to get. It's well worth getting across uh, to, uh, to Bivana to really sample uh, the delights that New Zealand craft brewers are throwing up. 
if you wanted to uh, dive into the pool of uh, great New Zealand craft beer for a few days, um, I noticed that there are some good flight uh, packages going on the internet. So you'll be able to uh, jump online and check and you'll be able to get over there very, very cheaply and you won't regret uh, that you do. Pete and I will be there, so look out for us. And uh, maybe if you mention this podcast, we might even shout you a beer or give you a few drink tokens at uh, Beervana. Um, we thank Cry Malt and Beervana for making Radio Brews News possible. Radio Brews News is also made possible by Brewpack, Australia's number one craft contract brewer. With over 100 craft beers and ciders on the roster and counting, Brewpack specialises in offering growing craft breweries a home for their packaged and kegged beer, no matter how crafty. Serious about handmade beers and with an open-door policy, Brewpack's brewers love having passionate, hands-on brewers in the brewery. Thinking about craft contract brewing? Think Brewpack. And uh, we thank Brewpack for making not only a lot of craft beers possible, but making Radio Brews News possible. And I'll actually be speaking to, um, it, it's uh, something I've debated, um, given that Brewpack is a sponsor, but uh, one of the owners of Brewpack, Anton Spitzelak, I think is how you pronounce his name with Kierkegaard. I'm sure there are plenty of uh, ways. But uh, Anton and I have had some really interesting chats you know, through the course of his uh, sponsorship, but just also as a someone who is deeply connected to the craft beer industry and I've uh, debated whether or not it might be worth getting him on um, to speak, contract brewing, um, but also just some of the things that, that labelling uh, that has been a big issue lately. So um, I've decided that it, um, haters be damned, uh, even if it looks like it's an advertorial, it certainly won't be. And uh, hopefully the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. And uh, you'll see at the end of the interview that I'm soon to conduct with Anton um, that it's well worth, uh, it was well worth getting him on. Um, and it not just a bit of grubby commercialism uh, from Radio Brews News. Anyway, uh, those bills paid, on with the interview. Jack Mesley, welcome to Radio Brews News. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us. A pleasure, mate. Thank you for taking time out of a, what is a very busy day. We're recording this on the eve of State of Origin 3, which is a very big day for uh, all at Forex, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, it is a big day. Um, yeah, the end of a the end of a compelling series, and whilst uh, Queensland didn't get it up, it's it's great that New South Wales uh, have taken this one, and the series uh, is back to being contested as as the way it should be. As a Queenslander, you know it's uh, it's disappointing that they lost, but I guess it injects a little bit of uh, interest back into the into the series. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, whilst the last eight years have been fantastic for for Queensland, um, you know, no doubt south of the border they've been feeling the pain, and um, you know it's great uh, great that they've got up for the series. I think, and as Queenslanders ourselves, you know, uh, it's been a good run. Yeah, we're going to end at some stage, so you know, I guess we're just going to take that and and get back tonight. You know, making sure that we instill some pride back in back into Queensland. Now that, that segues quite nicely to what we wanted to talk about, and uh, that is the you've just gone through a major rebrand of the Forex range of beers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, last week we announced that to the to our consumers and customers, um, and yeah, it is. It's a, it's a big rebrand. It's the first time since two thousand and eight, and it encompasses all of our all of our branding, our logos, and our packaging across the board or across the whole range. 2008 was when Forex Bitter um, went into the black can. Is that correct? Um, or was I that think a little bit that was the that? first time. Um, no, sorry, that's when we moved it from black to to the red, which it currently is. Ah, right. Yeah, so I think we first moved into black with Bitter um, in the late 90s, and really that was on the back of the success of Forex Gold and 
um, and really the attention that Forex Gold was starting to crave back in the back in the mid '90s, and we really needed to give Bitter some some of its own identity. So Bitter, who had worn the yellow for so many years, we introduced uh, some black into that label to help it stand out. Because you can never really get away from the fact that no matter what the quality of the liquid in the can is uh, or, or the bottle, um, it, marketing and branding is such a big part of modern beer drinking, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, we've done a lot of work um, as part of this refresh looking at the historical labels. And I don't think that's just a new thing. You know, packaging um, as a marketing tool um, has been important for, you know, for, well, forever since we've been around, which is 135 years. You know, what you hold in your hand um, at a social occasion, uh, what you buy, um, you know, through the packaging and labelling and things are, are so important from a, from a beer point of view particularly. And Forex is, a, is an interesting brand to, to watch because I guess um, Forex Gold uh, is neck and neck with VB as the biggest selling beer in Australia, um, around about, what, 14, 14.5% of the market? Yeah, we're not quite at 14. Um, we're closer to 13. But yeah, um, Forex Gold yeah, is now um, stuck ahead of VB as the, as the most popular beer across the country in terms of volume sales. And uh, that's, I mean, th- th- we're talking about a beer that was only created in 1992. Um, so, and uh, up until then, Queenslanders drank the, the, the Forex Bitter, um, which is the, the f- full strength, or these days 4.6%. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so 1991, um, and it's been a you know it's been a rapid rise, and you know I guess what's really pleasing is that you know um, you know Forex Gold is now catching on across the country. Uh, we've got some great results across all states, um, and some amazing growth happening across Forex Gold in those in those other states outside Queensland. To the point now where you know 50% of our volume is it comes from outside of Queensland on Forex Gold. And what's the national market share for Forex Bitter, its older brother? Um, it, it wouldn't be a lot, to be honest. I mean, we, we only sell that really in, in Queensland. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you the national figures um, of, of Forex Bitter. Uh, but it still plays an important role and a big role up here uh, in Queensland. Um, obviously, the, um, you know, it, still hold, it, it still holds a lot of share in Queensland. Is it hard when a beer such as Forex Gold, and Forex is such a strongly um, Queensland-associated brand, is it hard when a beer like Forex Gold does go national and uh, becomes a big uh, part nationally to, to keep the branding and identity, which is very important to a lot of Queenslanders, um, and, and keep it seen as a Queensland brand? Yeah, I guess um, that's all part of the challenge when, with, with any of our marketing, and um, particularly with the packaging. Um, you know, whilst Queensland is certainly evolving and, you know, what we want to do, what we have set out to do with the new packaging is to make sure that we are, we're evolving too, to stay relevant to, to our drinkers in Queensland. But, you know, that's also to make sure that we're as relevant as ever uh, for our consumers and drinkers in, in, um, in the rest of the country. Um, so getting that balance right is one of the, the more difficult tasks uh, with any marketing campaign um, that, that we do. I mean, we've, we've obviously got, you know, huge strength in, in Queensland that we, that we, you know, set out to, to protect. Um, but then obviously we want to sell um, our proposition, which uh, does resonate with non-Queenslanders as well as Queenslanders as, as, um, as much as possible. 
And when you say keep the brand uh, relevant, it, it, it's an interesting thing to talk about because on one hand, and I often hear a lot of the, um, you know, the, the, the craft beer aficionados say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, it, it's, it's what's in the can, it's the flavour that matters to me, I'm not swayed by brands, which I always laugh at a little bit. But when you talk about keeping the brand relevant, what does that mean, uh, you know, in, in to the modern beer drinker or to the modern Forex drinker? Well, I think we're lucky to work in a category um, where, you know, as I said before, what you what you do have in your hand um, at a barbecue, in a pub, in a social environment, um, says something about you. Um, so consumers, you know, want want those choices to positively positively reflect. Um, who they are um, or, or who they want to be. Um, so when I say Queensland, you know, we need to we need to evolve to, to stay relevant to, to drinkers across the country. I guess it's just making sure that um, you know, as consumers evolve, uh, we're evol- evolving with them um, to make sure that we're staying up to date and not just standing still and, and relying on what might have worked for consumers, you know, ten years ago. How important is Queensland's roots um, in the national market? You know the the strength of Forex's association with Queensland um, to beer sold in Western Australia or Victoria, for example. Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think it's really important in terms of what Forex stands for. I mean, um, the brand truth that we that we were um, that we are from Queensland and have been for 135 years, brewing brewing off the same site where I'm talking you from today. Um, yeah, that's that's the essence of, of what we are and, and why we exist. The fact that we are brewing beers that are for this environment, for the hot the hot Australian summer, um, and the, the the environment, the lifestyle that exists in Queensland, is why our beers are what they are, and it's why our whole marketing proposition is what it what it is. So, um, whilst you know overt Queensland pride that you do see displayed at Origin time, like you will tonight. That's not kind of um, that's not quite kind of what our whole proposition is based on. It's based on being a proud Queenslander, absolutely. Uh, but what we do sell on the back of that is the best of the Aussie lifestyle, which, um, as most people around the country uh, would agree, Queensland has it pretty good in terms of that lifestyle. And that's kind of why we bring the beers that we bring um, to people, great Australian lagers that are perfect for that for that environment and it's why our marketing is such our marketing is always about the outdoors um, about helping people get outside and make the most of the Aussie outdoors and that's kind of you know our point of difference I guess and it's it's important that that point of difference comes from the fact that we are from Queensland and proudly have been for 135 years. Is it a double-edged sword these days? I know that uh, it's a battle um, that Lion and uh, some of the other major breweries have, have fought um, as they've brought beers, uh, some of the international labels, um, you know, and, and brewed them under licence in Australia, and freshness is a, is a big part. But um, there is always a risk that you lose some of the brand attributes um, or, you know, offend some drinkers. As Forex has grown nationally and uh, you, you've taken to brewing it um, elsewhere around the country, is it hard, or you know, with the Milton Brewery, the iconic Milton Brewery on the label, is it hard to keep that same uh, sense of value in the brand? Um, oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, 
I think if you look at our marketing campaigns like Forex Island, um, beach cricket before it and, and things like that, I think we, um, you know, the proposition we sell is still very true to that. Uh, in terms of the brewing, the brewing uh, locations and things like that, I mean, there's obvious efficiencies, um, but also benefits to consumers in that beer coming from you, um, from a local brewery uh, down the road to you as quickly as possible. Um, so I think we, we you know, I, I think we managed to stay true to our proposition and our Queensland roots, but by also then, from a functional brewery point of view, give people the best possible uh, proposition in, in the bottle by brewing locally. And uh, moving on to the, the, the Forex Bitter, um, it's a category, I guess the, pre, the mainstream beer category or the traditional beer category is, is declining, um, some would say alarmingly. Um, Forex Bitter itself isn't a huge brand nationally and it's, it's, well, it's still a significant brand in Queensland. What's the idea behind putting uh, Wilhelm Leitner, who uh, is credited as uh, creating the, the, the beer, um, uh, and putting his signature and uh, associating the beer w w with the original brewer? Yeah, so I guess this year marks 90 years um, for Forex Bitter. Um, and, you know, 90 years ago, uh, Bill Leitner um, was our master brewer here on site in Milton um, and, you know, evolved our, the, brew, the brews that we were brewing at the time into um, these Australian lagers and, and, you know, delivered through Forex Bitter that is still around today. So what we wanted to do in the refresh um, and with Bitter um, was to really pay homage to that provenance. Um, we're extremely proud that the beer hasn't changed a hell of a lot in 90 years. Um, and, you know, 90 years ago was really the first time that we took Forex, the branding, and, and named a beer as Forex. Um, so we had used the Forexes before that, but that was really a moment in time for our brewery that we're extremely proud of. And, uh, you know, Bill Leitner was an amazing brewer, um, in, extremely inquisitive came into our brewery and really uh, shook things up. Um, he had some key challenges that he wanted to, to, to fix from our brewery. Um, he wanted to stop brewing cloudy beers um, and, um, you know, went through and basically tore apart our brewery and, and, and re-engineered it so that we, um, we, could brew, we could brew clear beers that was able to be um, transported long distances and up here back in the time. Um, not only were they long distances across Queensland, but obviously, um, you know, it took a lot longer to deliver things back then than it did today. It, it, it's interesting to hear you say that Forex hasn't changed very much um, over, over the last uh, sort of 90 years or since uh, Bill Leitner created it. I mean, it, it's... It, it's not really a beer that uh, Bill Leitner would uh, recognise anymore in, in reality, is it? Uh, the, the modern beer? Forex Bitter? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously uh, things, things evolve, um, but it hasn't changed substantially really over that time. Um, obviously, you know, we've got pasteurised and unpasteurised beers being key differentiators from from the times as times have evolved, and I guess if you, you know, we're kind of lucky that we still still do make Forex Bitter in its unpasteurised version, which consumers can enjoy still from the wooden barrels. So I guess that's probably the key sort of one of the key differentiators. If you if you go to the Brecky Creek Hotel and have a Forex Bitter off the wood, 
um, that's probably pretty much the, the same beer that would have been produced 90 years ago. If you have uh, the pasteurised version, um, you know, which you can, which again you can still get at the Brecky Creek, yeah, that's probably the difference that you, the large, the large part of the differences that you're seeing. Is, is forex bitter still made with golden cluster hops, or does it use tetra hops these days? Um, forex, forex bitter um, doesn't yep. use the, the cluster hops. Um, forex gold does use the, the golden cluster hops. Yeah. Okay, because I, I mean, I just uh, thinking back to some old ads that I remember seeing, you know, fifteen, twenty years ago for forex bitter, and that that was one of it was one of the last uh, breweries to to, to retain. Um, you know, I think it was late in changing over from uh, flowers to pellets, and then even. You know, it was one of the last ones to hold on to brewing with kettle hops rather than uh, and then that would obviously change the character um, yeah I'm, uh, yes it, it, yes it would um, I'm not sure when that when that change happened actually but uh, I, I also remember I mean when Forex special brew um, came out in back in 2006 which was you know just when people's uh, taste started changing and uh, you know, Forex has obviously grappled with the changing markets with, with the various uh, things and I remember there was a lot of discussion how Forex bitter had gradually um, skewed towards you know away from its traditional bitterness and uh, I've got a quote from um, Brent Wright who was the brewer back then saying um, you know, in describing the new uh, special brew um, that he was releasing you know, he, I've got a quote from him saying, I can still remember the original Forex, which had a lot more bitterness and bite than the beer we have today. Uh, Special Brew reminds me of that. Um, so it, it just seems that, uh, you know, uh, the, the beer itself um, evolves to, to, to ch chase the market. And, you know, I, I wonder what the relevance is um, these days, apart from the, the, the history of the brand. Um, it doesn't really mean much to the beer, though, does it? Um, I don't know. I mean, people still uh, still looking for a full flavoured Australian lager. Um, you know, there's no secret um, that the majority of the market is still looking for those full full flavoured classic beers. Um, you know, so in Queensland. I guess that's uh, my point, though, is that it's no longer the same full. Yeah, you know, and and a, a former forex brewer has uh, actually said that that it's it's not when you say full flavoured. Uh, uh, a beer. Our concept of what a full flavoured beer has changed dramatically over the last, uh, you know, fifteen or twenty years, hasn't it? Oh yeah, I'm, I can't talk for everyone. I guess um, in terms of relative in the marketplace, whether it would be st uh, still be seen as a full flavoured beer in today's marketplace, I'd, I'd argue that it would that it would be. Um, if you look at the advent of contemporary and easy drinking beers, um, you know, what's what's full flavoured is all is all relative to the changing dynamics of the marketplace. Oh, and I guess that's my point, um, that the, the market has changed and Forex um, Bitter, the beer, has changed to follow that. And it's often talked about you know, skewing or following the market in, in terms of taste, which sort of means that you know, whilst the brand, Forex brand, is a historical brand, the beer itself that we're drinking today is very different. Um, you know, and to, to, to what Bill Leitner would have brewed or even what, you know, I'm 40 and uh, you know, it's, it's still a very different beer to what my father would have uh, consumed. Sorry, I'm not sure the is it. Not sure the question. Sorry. Oh, I, I, okay. Um, um, I, I agree with you that the, the market has changed, and uh, you know what the market's perception of a full flavoured beer would be um, ha has changed, and uh, so Forex has changed to follow that market. But doesn't that then break the historical connection with with the original beer? And you know, by putting 
the, the, the brewer from uh, 90 years' uh, name on the label. It's really a bit of tokenism that doesn't really have any relevance to the modern beer, isn't it? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, obviously these things evolve over time, um, but uh, you know, it's still uh, it's still a beer that hasn't evolved a hell of a lot over 90 years, um, and is still a quite a large part of the Queensland market up here. Um, so, you know, oh, I, I, sorry, sorry, just before we move on from that, I, I guess that's the point that I'm making is that it has evolved a lot. It's you know, it, it, it's in its recipe has changed. It no longer uses. Uh, the the original golden cluster hops that were one of its signatures for a long time. Um, the the bitterness is significantly different to what it was. Um, it, it, it's it's a less full bodied malt. Um, you know, it, it's less malty than it was. Um, so you know, it, it has changed a lot over time. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's your that's your view on it. That's okay. Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm inviting you to comment. I mean, that, those are comments that were made by a former Forex brewer. Um, and, and I'm just uh, in, sort of asking the question because you, you made the comment that it hasn't changed a lot over time, um, which doesn't seem to actually be the case. Yeah, well, I guess, um, you know, I, I can't I can't talk for the technical aspects of uh, of Forex bitter in, in years gone by years gone by because I haven't been part of that process. So, yeah, I think what I'd like to focus on in terms of is, you know, celebrating the history of a, of a great beer and through the refresh, um, through the brand refresh. That's really our our um, our, our aim. Um, and you know, it's still Forex bitter is still a full flavour, whether r- relatively. Um, to the market might have might have evolved, but it's still essentially the, um, the same beer that's been around for 90 years. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's appropriate that we celebrate people who have been involved in its history um, over those 90 years. I, look, I, and you know, I, I agree that it's really important um, and it's something that we do at Brewers News is to really celebrate the history of um, beer and uh, breweries. I guess my um, point is that you know when people think they're drinking the same beer that they did 50 years ago, they're, they're really not. And these sorts of moves to tell them that they're drinking, the beer hasn't changed. Yes, it's still a lager, but it's a substantially different lager. But um, I guess we'll disagree on that. Um, so what, what else have, uh, has, has Forex got in, in, in uh, development at the moment? Is it just going to start with the three brands? You've got the, the Gold, the Bitter and the um, Summer Bright. Um, are we going to see any brand extensions uh, in, in the future? Yeah, um, we're definitely always always looking at at, uh, at brand ex- extensions. Um, you know, at this stage, um, we're still trying to work through what finalise what they are. We've had a few tinkerings going on up here in the brewery, and the the guys have had some fun lately um, looking at past brews and um, and things like that. So you know, they're, they're, the brewers up here are always keen to to try new things and, and tinker with the past. And, you know, we obviously uh, enjoy them doing that. So always looking for opportunities, Matt. But at the moment, you know, we've got nothing to um, nothing to share um, with what's going on in the pipeline. But, you know, ensuring that, we, um, that we're looking at those opportunities and evolving, um, evolving our offerings is something that we always do, absolutely. Well, CUB has just brought out a, uh, a ale, and a, a Crown Ale, um, as a stable mate to uh, Crown Lager. Do you think we'll ever see a Forex uh, bitter ale um, and, and make it a genuine ale uh, in, in the future? Is that something you would uh, consider? Yeah, I, I, well, I think we'd definitely consider it. I mean, it's interesting in terms of ales were where this brewery started um, with a sparkling ale, 3X sparkling ale. 
was a really important part of our history. Um, so yeah, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't discount it. Obviously, there's huge trends in diversity of flavour um, and styles, and you know I think that's fantastic for for beer in general that people are really you know exploring, and um, and it's great that that brands such as Crown are are uh, you know make giving options for for beer lovers. Um, so we're we're right up for that, and um, and we'll definitely look at opportunities for for different styles and things like that into the future. There'd be a lovely irony if, uh, with Forex Bitter being created uh, to move to the brewery away from Cloudy Ales, that uh, we, we saw almost a hundred years later a Cloudy Ale come out under the same name. Yeah, and it, I mean it isn't funny. I mean you sort of got the two ends of the market in terms of you know the people looking for real full flavoured beers. But in the, in the at the other end, then you've got people looking for really easy drinking uh, beers, and you know obviously that's kind of more where, where Summer Bright Lager's playing and um, and, mm. and and doing a good job, um, as is other other great beers out there. So, you know, I think it's you know I think it is really good for for the category we work in and um, and for brewers around the country that you know there is this exploration, and, and you know I think the good thing is that it is happening at both ends of the spectrum. Just one question before I let you go, because I know you are very busy. Um, the, when you do have a range of beers uh, like Summer Bright Lager and Forex Gold, um, which really cater to two very different dynamics uh, or, or demographics, um, you know, Forex Gold drinkers would tend to be, what, the 35 to 50 age group? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Summer Bright Lager is you know the 18 to 25 or 18 to, to, to 30 mark uh, um, age group. When you've got the same brand, um, how hard is it to make both of the the, the, the beers under that brand relevant um, to you know w- w- without alienating anybody or without confusing the market? Um, how hard is it to sort of target the same brand, two products under mm. the same brand, to such different markets? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good question, um, and I guess as I said, coming back to um, you know the consistent the consistency we do have, and ensuring that we're staying true to our proposition, which is you know all about that Aussie lifestyle, um, you know, and making sure that we're we're creating beers and creating brand propositions that really celebrate how wonderful it is to have the outdoor Aussie lifestyle. So. I guess if that's our foundation, then looking at well, how is that relevant for um, for young consumers or you know 35 year old family guys, um, and then sort of making sure that we are you know we're delivering that proposition for those different for those different consumer groups. And I guess that's kind of what we try to do. Um, Summer bright lager, you know, we try to to live that proposition in a in a youthful, vibrant, optimistic um, type uh, type of way. And then, you know, obviously through Forex Gold where, you know, for those older guys who, um, you know, who have the have uh, larger life pressures, don't don't get to necessarily enjoy those things as much as they used to, you know, we celebrate things like great mates trips away and, and those celebrated moments, um, you know, on Forex Iron and things like that. So, you know, I think as long as your your core is... Um, is clear, and I guess we're quite lucky that we've been working from that core for so long. Um, you know, I think it makes it it makes it easier, um, and uh, I think it's just getting that balance right of not stretching your core proposition too far, but making sure you are delivering it in a way that that is is relevant for for the different uh, the different demographics. The the Brewers Association uh, recently announced plans to look at the you know. 
look at the way beer is marketed or you know change the brand for beer and one of the problems it recognized was the you know um, that beer could be seen as very blokey um, and within the even the forex table you see two very different portrayals of um, you know uh, gender politics I guess for want of a better word, um, Forex Gold, you very rarely see a uh, female in, in the ads. It's you know, always four blokes on a camping trip or uh, doing something. Whereas in the Forex Summer Bright ads, um, you see young men and women uh, very much um, you know, relating and in, in enjoying good times. Yeah. Is there a generational shift between the two? And you know, will we gradually see a move away from that you know, four blokes, you know, four unshaven you know, rather buffy blokes towards uh, a, a much more mature, um, you know, representation of, of men and women consuming beer? Um, I, I think we, I think we probably will over time. I think, um, you know, if you look at the, what we what we do know with the younger men and women, younger consumers, um, they are uh, socialising in, in in mixed gender groups more often than, than we used to. Um, so I think that's going to be, you know, how that plays out over time and how that shifts things as as that generation comes through is going to be is going to be really interesting, really interesting to see. But you know, I think more the more the the more that that beer can um, evolve to be more relevant for more people, um, then then brilliant. And I think we are seeing that starting to happen, even even with more classic brands like Forex Gold. Uh, I think we are seeing um, some evolution happening, and I know, you know, the Brewers Association and uh, and Lion as part of that is looking, um, looking to see how we can make beer as relevant as possible for for, for all people. And Forex Gold is is the country's um, biggest beer brand has a, has a very important role to play in that. Um, so how that plays out over time is going to going to going to be interesting. Um, obviously, we we want to stay relevant to current drinkers but our current drinkers are evolving um so you know they're on this journey as well um so you know the 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 way that uh, the gender is playing out and the relationship between men and women in the, in their own homes is, is has changed greatly over the last 50 years and you know i think uh, hopefully um that's going to start to to be reflected in in all that beer does across the category does that mean we might see some uh, women uh, featured in the Forex Island videos and things like that? Well, I, I, who, who knows? Um, I think the great thing about Forex Island is we're experiencing is, um, you know, I, I, I forget the percentage off the top of my head, but it's amazing how many female guests we have on Forex Island. Um, and I think what the perception was that it was going to be a, uh, you know, a place where only blokes, uh, where, where mates take mates and it's only blokes is is not the reality. Blokes who are being invited or, or are winning trips onto the island are taking taking their female friends or female partners along with mates. And uh, and what you have is a great dynamic up there with, with mixed gender groups. Um, you know, a lot of the times who are who are older, not the eighteen to twenty sixes that we're talking about with summer up there. So it's definitely playing out. So uh, whether or not we take that into our marketing, I think we've you know, we're still still probably working through. Uh, Jack Mesley, thank you very much for your time and uh, uh, in go the Maroons tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thanks very much for your interest um, and for your support. Cheers. There you go. Jack Mesley from Forex there. Um, hopefully you'll find, uh, found that was as interesting. I just find those sorts of things fascinating. These guys, you know, I, I do love to uh, have a bit of fun with marketers from time to time and I think sometimes they... Uh, 
verge too much into the marketing and not enough into the, the beer and of uh, uh, particularly some of the brands like Forex um, Gold uh, and I've written widely about the, the Forex Island and some of those uh, elements but at the same time they are very smart people who are uh, um, have a lot of interesting things to say, and it's it's well worth listening to them if you ever wondered why the beer market is as it is. Uh, these guys don't just uh, produce the beers that they want and try and sell them. They have a very good understanding of what the market wants and uh, produce beers to that bill. So hopefully you found that was an interesting interview. Um, I, As you heard, when he, he made the claim um, that Forex is largely the same as when it was produced by Wilhelm or Bill Leitner um, 90 years ago. Uh, that's one of the cases when I find that marketers probably don't think enough about what they're saying or they have a very liberal uh, um, you know, category of, of uh, what being the same is when it's, it's, it's a beer that would almost not be uh, recognisable to the original brewers or even, you know... Uh, my parents uh, and, and people who drink it 20, 20 or 30 years ago, I will stress that you know they, they've been very clear that the beer hasn't changed recently, um, particularly around this, uh, this this packaging. But you know when, when you speak to brewers, they're always tinkering with it. Um, they're always trying. They do have specifications that they want to keep it within. But if they can um, you know make the beer more consistent or uh, other ways of brewing, they will do that as well. So anyway, um, it's always interesting to see what you think. Um, there are, is the comments section on, on the website. If you're listening to this, if you've automatically downloaded this through your favorite podcatcher, please jump online and uh, leave some comments. Jump on our Facebook page um, and leave some comments. Let us know what you thought of the interview. Um, let us know what you would like to hear and what sort of interviews you would like to hear. Um, before I sign off, I'd like to thank one more sponsor, Core Brewing Concepts. If you're a home brewer or even a home brewer looking to expand and even go pro, check out corebrewingconcepts.com.au. Uh, they supply just about everything a home brewer needs, from ingredients and equipment right through to complete nano breweries. Uh, they are passionate. They are as passionate about craft beer and brewing as you are. So go check them out, corebrewing.com.au. Core Brewing Concepts, Rebel Brewers since 2003. And I like to think that Australian Brews News and Radio Brews News is a rebel beer writing uh, since, oh, what, 20, 2009, uh, I think it was. So uh, a very good match there. Thanks for joining me again in the absence of uh, Pete Mitchum. Next week, um, as I said, we will be speaking to, I've got a podcast that will be coming out next week featuring Crafty Pite and uh, also Richard Adamson from Young Henry's talking about a, a wide range of brewing industry topics there and Crafty's book, um, 150 Great Beers. Um, if you like the podcast, you can visit us on brewsnews.com.au and uh, leave some comments. You can like us on Twitter or um, where we are, Ozbrews News, or on Facebook. Um, and also, if you like the podcast, head on over to iTunes and leave some uh, comments and rate us. And hopefully other people will be able to find us and we'll be able to uh, uh, grow the Australian Brews News empire. Until next time, thank you for joining me. Remember, drink for flavour and not effect, and let's strike up the band. There's a garden, what a garden.